What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ease.com for regular discounts and price drops. $20 off your first delivery. EA. ZE.com. Promo code ham. Promo code ham. Like I'm never gonna get mad at an owner for paying a player three hundred million dollars because for a fan base, they got a player that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Like ultimately, the Padres got a player. Now, this is why I'm a little more skeptical than it seems like a lot of people like the deal for the Padres, like baseball people, baseball writers. Well, because they signed they signed a really good player that's right. twenty six years old. Yeah. So do you, I, I, the reason I'm skeptical. Is An because, elite player. I mean, a top 10 player in, in the sport. The right? reason I'm skeptical about it a little bit is because I'm looking at it going, part of the reason you got him is because you paid him a lot of money to come to a place that I don't think he really wanted to go. Like, he wanted to be a Yankee badly, by all accounts. And here are the Dodgers who have all the money. Had The Dodgers who just had him. You don't think if the Dodgers thought he was Nolan Arenado, they would have re-signed him as a guy? Like the Dodgers couldn't use Manny Machado, why? Why would? Why well, did they not they, even they, sniff him? Because I, th- I do think you could argue your best player on your team, Corey Seager. The, one of the reasons you traded for Manny was because he tore his, didn't he tear his shoulder or he had whatever. Like, would he have been on the Dodgers if Corey Seager had not gotten hurt? Probably not. No, but Manny's not playing short. Well, he wants to though, right? Again, of course he wants to. But this Fernando Tatis Jr. baby. Well, I mean, Let's get into the Padres' prospects, John. Yeah, he might, he might just move to third base. Yeah, I, but Manny doesn't – like, he's not worth as much. Like, people like, he's a premium position, you play him in short. Yeah, but he's not as good of a player there. What do you mean? Well, he's a he's a less good defensive player at shortstop than he is at third base. Yeah, that's why you just play him at third base. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Oh, you're saying with Corey C. But I, I also think they look at it like 
we want to be a little more fluid with our cash. We don't want to get no stuck down. Because I think the Yankees justified it pretty easily. We made a $250 million investment last year on Stanton. We already did that. Like, if Stanton wasn't on the Yankees, Machado or Harper would be on the Yankees. But they did that move last year. So they're already kind of in bed with that move. Like, yeah, they already I'm, did their crazy move. I'm just saying, I watched Robinson Cano on the Seattle Mariners, and by the way, by the time you were halfway through that deal, Robinson Cano was running a half a mile an hour, playing minimal defense. I think I think Manny Machado is a much better player, much better. That's not, it's not about how good of a player he is. It's about what what kind of what who are you putting in your clubhouse for three hundred million dollars, and how badly is he going to want to play once he's gotten his three hundred million dollars to come to a place that he doesn't want to be. Yeah, I mean it's. it's I. Now, I would, to your point, I, I, I would say, guy, in in no world, I I, I said this yesterday on Periscope. I, I wouldn't give fucking Beyonce a ten year contract. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give any human alive a ten year contract. Like ten years. Think of what you were doing ten years ago. You now again, the age been a good factors. It's a little ago. different. I would have outperformed that contract if I had signed it ten years ago. Yeah, but but my point is, like, think how much changes in ten years. Just any human. Now, it's a little different. Like, you know this guy's going to be playing baseball. Like, you know exactly what he's going to be doing. But still, I, 10 years? That's That, to me, is I, – I just couldn't sign a 10-year deal. I, I, I couldn't. And I'm I think that a lot of people in baseball were just – because I, I would imagine Brian Cashman goes, God, if we could do it all over again, would we have traded for Stanton? Like, ultimately, no. they didn't give anything up. But that's not – we now are just kind of stuck with them. Yeah, it, it, look, it was an easy deal. You're right. It was an easy – that thing fell in their lap. And he's a good player. But the question is going to be, is he ever going to have his, like, Barry Bonds postseason breakthrough or is he just going to stink in the postseason forever? Like, do you think if you could sit down with Cashman right now and go, for 10 years, 250, now Harper's going to cost a little more. But let's just say – I feel whatever like Harper's Harper going to get 330 now. Yeah, so – and what – what? But I think he'd rather Stanton have Bryce. Costs, he'd rather have Bryce. Yeah, he'd rather have Bryce. He what? and he would have Bryce right if they didn't trade for Stanton. Yeah. Yes. He'd sign Bryce. I, yeah. I think Bryce, Bryce would just be a Yankee. And I how agree. good would that team be? It'd be how many home runs be, would Bryce hit there? I mean, as many as Stanton, <laughs> but probably be better in the postseason. That team's cool now. How cool would that team be with him and so Judge? So much cooler. <laughs> yeah. So much cooler. <laughs> It'd be sweet. <laughs> that that's where I think they're kind of kicking themselves. That they. It's hard because if you get. You know, right now, if CBS says, hey, I'll let you call AAF games, like you're not going to turn that down. But then if a year later Fox comes to you, be like, hey, man, we're going to give you some Major League Baseball games and you're going to be a rotational guy for the NFL or just something. But you were already prohibited from doing that because you signed a deal early. You're like, fuck. But you couldn't turn down the situation when it was presented to you because you're like, fuck, I'm going to be doing AAF games on NFL Network. Right. You know? That's a bad example because no, it's it's I it it's not that bad. You you it's, I get it makes sense. A better analogy would probably be like ESPN giving you a big Monday or something, which sounds really cool. But if you realize what you could be doing, you're like fuck. But you don't know that at the time. Now you would say for the Yankees, guys, you knew Bryce was going to be a free agent, and you could have just said no to this. Well, now, th- but again, it was an all time high because he was coming off an MVP season. That that was and he and the deal like because he's making so much money, they just gave him to you. And yeah. maybe you thought he was going to be a little better. Right. He, is, know, he is cheaper than Bryce. 
Um, he's not bad. He's not a bad player. I mean, he's fucking still pretty good. No, he he's. It's just I think there's a belief that he can't hit good pitching. That's what people think, which is a problem because Bryce can. I we we sat there at the playoff game when the ball fucking went. Uh, it might have hit Oakland. Remember how far that ball went? I vividly remember just that ball taking off. Like, oh my god! I heard. Um, did that fly over Jack Del Rio's head? No, that was a different game. No, that was the yeah. We were sitting next to Steve Perry on That's that right. one. Um, I I heard uh, Dan O'Dowd, who used to be the GM of the Rockies, tell a story yesterday. He was like, I remember when we had our press conference to announce that we signed Mike ha- uh, Mike Hampton, and uh, the day we did the deal, we were so happy because they were talking about they had just played the audio of um, Kenny Williams and whoever the other guy at the uh, White Sox is and when he how- was in when he was in the golf cart. I didn't see it. I heard it on MLB radio. He was he was sitting in the golf cart being interviewed at spring training. Oh, okay. And he said, I'm kind wearing of, my sunglasses. Kind of, dis- kind of disappointed. Very. He's like, I'm wearing my sunglasses so you can't see my, my disappointment. But Dan O'Dowd's point was like, you get so emotionally invested in this thing. By the end, you know, you let it go. You, you'll be fine. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. He said, because I did the Mike Hampton deal and we were all fired up. And then I remember waking up the next day going, what did we just do? <laughs> Now, I don't know how true that is that he really wake up the next day going, we should not have given Mike Hampton eight-year contract to come pitch at Coors Field. But if your general philosophy as a general manager is, I'm not signing anybody, anybody, to seven-year contracts unless I'm buying out years of free agency, right? Like unless I'm – unless I'm Mike Trout or Nolan Arenado yeah, or something. It, the, the, I'm not doing that for anybody else. On the balance – that would be a winning formula to just never do those deals. It would be a winning formula. Now, that said, you could make the case like, what if the Padres make the playoffs next year and Manny Machado is their best player in 2020? They've got good prospects. Manny's their best player. They're a playoff team. You could make the case that the investment in him, if it makes Petco Park a sellout park every night and makes them a bigger product in San Diego— that in five years, when maybe he's not worth, or six years after he's opted in, John, because he's not opting out after year five. In six years, when he opts in and you're still paying him thirty, but your 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 gate is higher, your whatever, your Q rating in your city is higher. That that's money well spent. You know, John Heyman tweeted yesterday, decent point, even though he basically just tweets for Boris. That with Manny Machado, their payroll is 110 million because beto- beside Manny and Hosmer, they're not paying anyone. Yeah, Will yeah. Myers is their next highest payer, like 10. They can still afford Harper. If I told you right now they sign Manny and Harper, do you view them as a playoff team? Uh, they'd be pretty good. They do have Will Myers, too. That's pretty nasty, one, two, three, in the middle of your lineup. Yeah, and even Hosmer doesn't stay. I mean, you know. Yeah, Hosmer's good. I mean, he's one of the better players on a World Series team. I mean, yeah, they, they could win 90 games, and that could get them in the playoffs. Would you take the core of Belt, Crawford, and Microfracture Posey or Harper, Machado, and Will Myers? Microfracture Posey every day. He did say him and Bochy have been talking for like a couple months about the retirement. Yeah, how about that? How about Bochy's retirement? <clears throat> Shitty deal, man. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we always, we'll always have spring training with Boach. I'll never forget the way he was talking to Roberto Kelly, and it was like, oh my, and you kind of, I've heard a bunch of stories since, just 
he's hard on his coaches. But that was I was like, damn. Roberto came out of that meeting like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was when Roberto was <laughs> taking over for like Flan, not just Flan, but Bochy's ride or die right hand man. You know, like I've always heard Flan tell the stories that way. You know, like when they called, Bochy said, "How about one more ride?" And we came up. But, like, Bochy talks about it the same way. Like, when Flan and I got here, they wanted to run us out of town. Because I heard him with Lund the other day. And he was like, what was that first year like? Because they weren't good. And uh, he was like, well, it, it was uh, it, it was a roller coaster. You know, I, I didn't know if I'd make it to the next year. Um, But, but like, John, for, as an example, the Giants signed Barry Zito in, what, 2007? Yeah. So... Money that I think everyone, until they won a World Series with them, were like, God, an awful contract. But in 2007, their attendance was three. In 2006, their attendance was 3.1 million. It had gone down um, for three straight years. Attendance had declined, not by much. It had gone from, I'm just looking here, 3.25 million to 3.18 million to 3.13 million. Okay. They signed Barry. They, They lose more games and their attendance goes up. 3.2 3.2 million. The next year, their attendance goes up again, and they lose as many. They lose 90 games again, and attendance is uh, sorry. Attendance went down. You're talking about the mid 90s with Barry Bonds. Right? No, I'm talking about Barry Zito in the oh okay 2000s, the late 2000s. Right? So the attendance go, they lose 90. Attendance goes down. Attendance goes down. Attendance goes down. They get good again, and, and the attendance goes back up. So no real correlation there because they were losing so many games. But you I do think. And I've I've read about this, and it just makes sense. Not that attendance doesn't matter, because in baseball it matters much more than the other. In football, clearly it doesn't matter anymore, right? You know, it really doesn't. Like, they're getting their enormous sum of money for the TV rights no matter what. Baseball, because you have so many games, like the Giants having every ticket sold for 81 games is a big, is a big difference, especially when you're fucking factoring in they're selling a beer for 15 bucks. You just do the math. You know how much a keg costs. I mean, it's not that expensive. They're, they're making a ton. So it does matter. But it's never mattered less, even in baseball. Just attendance. Because their attendance this year, if they're a 75-win team, let's call it what it is, they'll tweet out numbers that are not even going to be – because I thought – I saw last year for the first time, you went to a game, didn't you, and you thought it was – pretty decent the day you i remember texting you about no, it. it was a it was, it was like bad. a uh, it was a thursday day it was like a noon september game i think pretty empty um i remember thinking that for a noon thursday for like an afternoon thursday game it was fine you know yeah whatever fine is like to me there's a line between not a sellout and still okay right you can still be in a range there and i i think you're right i think you're right but i also just think it's kind of an indication of what are people? What are, are people fired up right now, or what? What are people up to? Um, you know, and when the Giants go to San Diego, it's all Giants fans, and that's what the and they're going to play the first week that they open with each other. So we'll see. <clears throat> to 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 me, the one thing that's very important in the sport, as it gets farther and farther away from the nostalgic older guys' American pastime, and you and me are not normal. You're definitely not normal. I mean, you called fucking major league baseball games that. The, the casual younger person to get him to go to the yard beside like my buddy's got a box. Let's go and hang. And guys are always, you, you do that, whatever city you were at, like on a Friday night, Hey, I got some tickets. We got an open box or we got to fucking sit seats down the third baseline. It's twins, Red Sox. And you live in it. You go, you know, it's not, that's normal, but I'm just saying to legitimately get you out of the house on like a Tuesday or a Saturday, 
has never been more difficult if you suck. So you got to, there's got to be some juice behind. And that's where I think they've probably the business people have been talking about Bryce Harper is they, they just got bleh. I mean, their best player right now, by far, and one of their best players in franchise history, is coming off microfracture surgery and hit five home runs. Now, I get he's not a home run hitter, but <laughs> no one's paying to watch Buster go the other way singles. Yeah, I mean, I think like I think Bumgarner still resonates with people. I do too. But... And, and I think that um, I think I understand why teams use the opener, but I think the opener is bad for baseball. I think devaluing starting pitchers is bad for baseball. Now, if you're using the opener twice and you have good starters the other three days, you can make the case, well, starters four and five, it doesn't even matter. Like, no one's coming to the park for starters four and five, so fine. But I think unless you, unless you have Unless you have Bryce Harper or Mike Stanton or something. I'm just talking about starting pitching, though. Like, starting pitching is, to me, really important. It's really important. Who pitches on a given day is a big deal. You'd rather go on Tuesday to see Bumgarner than Saturday to not see Bumgarner. And starting pitchers are like these are headliners in the sport. We we establish stars matter. You're right. I remember I remember in like '09 going to a going to a Linscombe game, and he he only went like five innings, but he had twelve strikeouts. But it was and electric. Was, I mean, you walked yeah. in going, "I'm going to see Tim Linscombe pitch today," and that's different than seeing a guy hit three maybe four times. As great as that is, too, it's just pitchers are important. Fuck yeah, so. they are. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.